another thing, if one more person says I don't quote unquote communicate well, I'm going to jam my thumbs into their eye sockets. I communicate fine. <laughs> communicate that. Communicate that up your ass. Yeah, that's a good communication. And smoke it is the phrase. Did someone say you didn't communicate well? Over and over again. Oh, <laughs> repeat, repeatedly. Up. They keep communicating it at him. <laughs> but the thing is, is I communicate fine. I just do it loud and emotionally. And so I, I don't know why that's not acceptable right. in a in a in a in a mm-hmm. business professional setting. Is right. the words I keep hearing. You're getting you're, you're, the the story is slowly unfolding. Fuck them. You know what? <laughs> I got. Uh, you want me to communicate? Let's, you go fuck yourself. Let's not say anything that would uh, get us in trouble. Fired. FBI's already listening. I don't give a shit. That's true. I, <laughs> I was I was watching Sunny the other day, and that whole bit of I would put my jam my thumb thumb through your goddamn eye starts because of limes. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just yeah, because yeah. of the whole like well, okay let's you know, we cut the, the limes like thin or thick and then Charlie's like oh, I think we should do it then and like. It's really good. Beautiful how it just escalates from there. We're on this show, however, we suppress our emotions fairly well all the time, mm, I think. boy. This show, of course, being, and another thing, a podcast where we drink, we talk, and everyone wins. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I'm Vargas. So, guys, you know I grew up in a place called Lone Jack, <laughs> uh, famous for its speeding tickets and racism. Yes. And today, this table is graced by the presence we've got distilled into a can (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep farm to pint so you know it's fresh because everything on a farm is fresh uh this is from cockadoodle (laughs) brews in lone jackson's 97 uh my sister and i both were like what and we figured it was in a basement or a kitchen sure it it is probably they started as a hobby it's still in now basically is like when they do these big releases like this, I looked. Right. At, they go through Weston Brewing, oh. so they brew a bunch and have them can it and everything. Interesting. Um, so, but I found this at High V. So, regardless of what we all think of it, I think it's pretty neat that a kitchen brew. I think it's awesome that being uh, sold at High V. This home brew is yeah, just in High V. So the taste is fine. I'll it's, I'll start here, right on the scale of drinkable versus not drinkable like it's in the top 50 percent. it is right? a drinkable like, beer right it's not it's not I, garbage i would not define it as a good beer but it's not a bad beer. right that's what i mean like it's if you split the the spectrum in half it's on the good half. we don't want to decry the wonderful people of lone jack missouri right no everyone <laughs> we, there <laughs> deserves a second chance and if they've already gotten a second chance because fuck yourself. I, I don't know brian did you say it was a country cream I, it, it, so it's they have two Indian beers they have two beers uh this one is hippie chick the um as brendan so emphatically put it country, country cream, cream uh, india, india pale, pale ale, ale. <laughs> you have to say the uh after the cream country cream <laughs> uh yeah from cockadoodle brews i don't know if we said that which we 10 did, out of yeah, 10 yeah. name vargas said Get the cream. Get Gotta the get cream. the cream. But the country creaminess, <laughs> whatever they put in the can, and the IPA-ness don't mesh as well as I think the, they were. The bitterness it. hits you hard on the end. Yes. Which is not. There's not enough. Well there's not enough. The... You know, white hot cream <laughs> rising to the top to really take it off. But, but you got the name and you got the can yes. with the sticker. Yeah. And again. Drink it's drinkable. It's drinkable beer yep. for sure. I'm gonna say this last last thing. The real test is gonna be after we're all done with the first can, we're gonna start that second can, <laughs> and we're gonna yeah, see yeah. how it tastes. Then any, Mo- any, I would say most of the time, the more you drink, the you know the better the, it is, the bit more drinkable it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Right? Except for that little Lucy's hot pepper ale that we had. That one see, time. that's what I'm saying. If that's if that's 
the, the other end. If we ever one day ranked all the beers we've had on this podcast, that would probably be well the chel- pretty. The chilada is the worst. I was just thinking Dave's <laughs> the tomato beer. beer. Yeah, I would rather have that than Little Lucy's. Wow, you are an insane person. Yep, okay. I, well, I would rather, but I communicate well. I'd rather mix those two <laughs> together than have either one individually. That's true. That's true. I, I think I could get behind that. Hey, you guys know that sometimes I enjoy athlete, feats of athleticism. Yes. Are you going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about? Keep talking. No, you tell me what you think I'm going to talk you're gonna about. You're going to talk about the hot girls in the kilts. No, no. Oh. But now. Did you send that to him? He knows. Oh. He knew about Well, of it. course he knew. Yeah. I already his knew internet, about it. His we, internet search history. We proved. had a really funny bit on Twitter going for a yeah, while. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's but, what I told wait, him. Boy. You know what? I'm not going to talk about what I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about <laughs> my name getting slandered on Twitter. No, it wasn't a while slander. I'm not there. It was just a lot of really funny, suggestive, suggestive gifts yeah. of men pounding something of you, of that how we you would said look on a plane yeah going, going to, to that going to scotland so it wasn't anything bad it was just brian like sir please get off the plane as the gif is like <laughs> they okay for anyone who doesn't know this the scottish highland games are basically scott scotland's strongman games mm-hmm, right. they throw trees Yep. They throw hammers. There's a lot of throwing. There's that really good episode on Netflix that show. Yeah, we talked about whatever it. Whatever the, the sport it. show that we talked yep. about yeah. a, a long one. time ago that we told mm-hmm. you to. Mid-pandemic, we were like, here's some stuff you should yeah. watch. Yeah. <laughs> that was on it. We talked about it. I guess on Twitter, some of my quote-unquote oh. friends <laughs> were, I guess there were the female athletes were going around, the pictures of the them. The pictures of them. Or something. Yes. And, and again, everyone was like, these chicks are hot. Yeah. And so... Yep. We collectively, as a Twitter friend of Brian Universe, <laughs> yes, yes, all decided that yeah, this I, is right yeah. up Brian's alley, and we should not tell him about it because right. then he will fly to Scotland and abandon us. Right? Because Greg, friend of the show, Greg, uh, tweeted basically quote tweeted like women from the Scottish Childless game, and he said, "I don't really have a type." Oh, you know, <laughs> and so I sent a gift because again, these women are my type. I married one. And it's like <laughs> the, the, Molly, the Chris, Molly really tosses your caber. Boy, does she ever. Let's, we're not going to get into that. It's personal. My marriage is fine. It's the Chris Farley <laughs> gif of him looking at the hot guys, like flipping his glasses up. And then <laughs> it morphed into Vargas. Let, let it be known. Vargas was the first one who brought it. He Brian. always is. Yeah. He course. said in caps, no one tell Brian he'll be lost to us forever. And then that's when the gif war started <laughs> of Greg tweeting a guy in his kilt, dancing Brian on the plane right over. Uh, Vargas tweeted out the Gundam gif of the guy holding a lightsaber in his crotch. Also, Brian, I tweeted it's from the Navy uh, game where they ring the bell and it's, sir, get off the plane, please. And it's him like cranking the bell. And then Greg had this great gif of the the cop waving <laughs> yeah. the flag, but all you can see is his face as he's licking his lips. Yeah, real quick, while just while we're here, can you just scroll to the very top just to where the uh-huh. this you, all? Yeah, this yeah, all, yeah. Can you just highlight? Yeah, okay. Can yeah, see a couple of them. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now go. Keep going back. Just keep going back and forth. <laughs> so yeah. So basically, it was a very funny little thing we had. Is that what you? No, that's not what I was going to talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh, okay. So fun aside. Fun aside. Uh, so did you guys know that that? This this record that I'm about to say has been broken twice. Guinness refuses to put it in their book, you know, their, their famous book, uh, Guinness's Bi- Bible, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the Genesis Book of World Records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, a man from Australia broke the world's strongest marathon record. So what these Hold guys on. do... Say that again. 
a man from Australia yeah. broke the world's strongest marathon record. What is the strongest marathon? Well, I'm glad you asked, Marcus. <laughs> Excellent. It's <laughs> a great question. Because I that neither I, I, I know those words individually. I do not know them put together. Correct. Yeah. I didn't either until I read this article. Corey <laughs> Philpot has set the new record, becoming the fastest man to run a marathon pulling a one and a half ton truck. What? Yeah. He's again. This is the third time it's been broken. And Guinness won't put him in the record books. They apparently Guinness wants them to pull a car. And these dudes are like, no, we're going to pull a truck. We're going to pull a truck. Because that's what the first guy did. So we're going to keep breaking oh. this dude's record. So, uh, Ross, so how, are there not, how are there not just two categories of like most weight and also right. standard, in the, in this standard weight? Yeah. I think, I think because Guinness's whole thing, I think, is because they want those records to be more accessible to people to break, right? And if oh, you're gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I run a marathon, I'm like, how could this get harder? <laughs> no, no. But, but think about how many people could run a marathon. A lot. I mean, there's there's a lot. A lot of people do it, yes. Now think about how many people could run a marathon while pulling a car. Definitely not as many. <laughs> Definitely way less, and then but a, probably more that can run than could pull a truck. Yeah, that's what I'm truck. saying. You, you, do, you do a category that's like you have to pull a specific car that weighs a specific right, amount. Right. What's the fastest time? And then can you run a marathon with the most weight? I mean, call Guinness then. I don't know. I will. I'm just here presenting the facts. Type, 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 type. So in 2016, a British man named Ross Edgley completed the marathon in 19 hours, 36 minutes. Okay. Okay. Three years later, from the U.S., Justin True, he knocked two hours off the record. But now, Corey Philpot two hours? In 16 hours and 12 minutes, pulled a one and a half ton truck, the length of a marathon, which if you don't know, is 23.2 miles. 26.2. I think it's 26.2. Just because a half is 13. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like 26.2. It's it's 26.2 because half is 13.1. Yes. So he pulled a one and a half ton truck. 20. What did we say? 26.2 miles. He started at 7 p.m. Yeah. (laughs) So he did it overnight. He did like three, it was like three loops around this park in Australia or whatever. And I was going to say, where did he do this? In a park around Australia. Because at first you said they he did it at 7 o'clock. So I was like, oh, they had shut down the highway at like 7 o'clock yeah. so he could do it. He Low did, traffic. So, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he finished at like 10 a.m. 16 hours it took him what? to do that. And then he said afterward, he said uh, he felt amazing. He was going to go for a run on the next day. And, mm. I, you know, obviously bullshit. Right. But mm-hmm. this dude trains for three hours before work every day. He wakes up at 2 a.m. So, like, this dude's like, he's not like one of those professional athletes. Right, right. That gets paid to work out and everything. He has a, an he's actual just some job. Guy. He's 23 years old. What? He's just some guy in Australia that's amazing. And for the little cherry on top, he raised more than 17000 for Child Safe Australia, which I'm not exactly sure what it, that is, but it sounds like they're keeping children safe it's got in the, Australia. It's got the word children and safe in it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yes, so the, the feat will not be ratified by Guinness Book of World Records. By the way, I, this is, I'm getting this from bluemountainsgazette.com.au, so it's an Australian newspaper. Um, he, so this is the last little bit. This Mm -hmm. is kind of blew my mind. He only started running five years ago. He only started running when he was 18. Wow. Uh, and then I think he started weight training a little bit after that. So he, I mean, it's not, again, he is not a professional athlete that did this. He is just a 23 year old kid that's just pulling trucks (laughs) for 26 miles. Well, so now we need to go around the table. How far can you pull a one and a half ton truck before you're done? 
like a foot. Yeah, no, no, no I mean, if it's in drive and I'm in a tow truck in front of it, no, no, no. <laughs> it's in neutral, <laughs> flat ground. Honestly, I've never tried. I, I, I could not tell you. I, I'm sure. Give, I'm give sure me, I could move it. Yeah, how far? Give me, give an me inch. a number. An, an inch. inch. I mean, once you right, once you once get, you it get going, going, yeah, it's still heavy. Yeah, We're not right. saying it's not heavy, right. but yeah, yeah. you have that momentum, you just can't stop. Yeah, but once you get getting it going, is the I think you could pull it your body weight. Uh, or your body length. Six, I'll, six I'll give you six oh, feet. Yeah, yeah, six feet would probably be pretty good. Maybe. I, Brendan, I think you could do the same. I could probably thank you. Thank you. get it started and then it would run over me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. At that point, on, again, yeah. <laughs> once, yeah, exactly. once you get it going, it's just how long can you last? And yeah. my muscular yeah. endurance is a garbage. So I don't, I mean, I think I can move it. Just not far. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said you get your body length. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would yeah. go three feet. <laughs> no, no, no. You go six. So you yeah, go. that uh, that's you know some lighthearted fun news from wow. across the planet. That's that's insane, and it's crazy that Guinness is just like nah, like yeah, that's that's an incredible feat of strength and endurance, and they're just like nah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We got a dog to look at that licks things really fast. Let's <laughs> yes. go look at that. Debate instead. debates on tap official <laughs> re- world records. We'll give it to him, right? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> All we gotta do is get a book published. That can't people do that daily. It cannot so, be that hard. Yeah, debates on tap press. That's, all right, he's the first one, man from Glenbrook. <laughs> exactly. Do you like coffee? Do you hate coffee? Do you even want coffee? Well, come on down to Ralph's Wholesale Coffee and Pour'em. We have coffee coming out of our ears. Whole beans worth of ground up. You pick. Don't pick ground. They don't have it. Might even do both same time. Dealer's choice. Today's highlight is from Grind Coffee Company, based out of Kansas City, not Kansas, but Missouri. Two brothers love caffeine so much they started their own company. It's ethically sourced and roasted right outside of your home. Boulders can't say that. You don't even want to know what Dunkin' does to your coffee beans before you get it. You can order direct at GrindCoffeeCompany.com. I said GrindCoffeeCompany.com. Use promo code Bates on Tap fifteen for fifteen percent off your whole order. Ralph doesn't even know about this. We're actually trying to knock him off in some fashion. I said GrindCoffeeCompany.com. Promo code Debates on Tap fifteen. The choice of coffee should be based on ads alone. That's GrindCoffeeCompany.com. Promo code Debates on Tap fifteen. Well, guys, I don't feel like we talk about video games enough on this podcast. Good. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the Nintendo Switch because last week was the four year anniversary of the Switch being released, and it is a juggernaut of a <laughs> of a device. Except it's tiny. <laughs> Very nice. true. I think I read it set a 22-month record of sell, selling, selling, uh, sales, I think is the, the word. The best-selling console in 22 consecutive months. And that was back in October. So Sure. So who knows? Like it, Now it's February, so it's crazy. Um, in February, it hit 79.8 million sales total. It's a lot. It's a lot. So so basically, like I, I got looking at that. You know, it's the four-year anniversary of the Switch. Awesome, fantastic. I was looking at, well... How did the Switch get developed? You know, what the Wii U, all kinds of stuff like that. And that got me like on a little rabbit hole. So I, I want to talk real fast about the development of like the Wii, the Wii U, and the Switch, right? Did you guys own a Wii U? No. At all? I owned a Wii. Right. Well, my brother owned a Wii, so I got to play it. Why didn't. why didn't you buy a Wii? Because I'm the same way. I had a Wii. I was like one of the first early, like I had all that shit. Why didn't you own a Wii U? Because there were no, I mean, there were no games. Right. And also it was expensive as shit. It was. And I was looking, I remember at the time going, well, why didn't I get a Wii U? Because at first I thought it was a peripheral. I thought it was like the thing. No, it's just own console. Yeah. Correct. But I, at the time, oh, because I, of yeah. name branding and things like that. And that's like a big thing about, I was reading about why did the Wii U fail? It's because a couple things. So think back that you have the Nintendo entertainment system. It's a Nintendo system that entertains. Oh yeah. Great. SNES, Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's a super version of that. Oh yeah. Great. N64. 64-bit graphics. Great. GameCube is a cube. Bam. That plays games. The Wii. 
What the fuck is a Wii? The little eyes I, I, are are Wiimotes. Uh, no, false. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but there is no like, what is a what does the Wii do? Like, what is it? Yeah, I and thought so, they wanted it because they were trying to pull people together. Like, we three yeah. here are hosting a podcast. <laughs> well, that was Maybe. their that was their whole. You're you're not wrong. I know you're joking, right. but like That's, their whole that was like the whole develop, like the reason why. Their whole ad campaign That's, was. It looked I think like the, the, the mic microphone scared him, startled him. <laughs> and then the Wii U came out, and it was that same thing. It's like, well, we don't know what the Wii is. What's the U? Like, what does that mean? Well, well growing up in Lone Jack, across <laughs> in Cowfields, a lot of times I would hear Wii U. Oh yeah. <laughs> So uh-huh. I know something was going on. Uh-huh. Then of course the switch, you can switch it between your your dock, you know, handheld and, and and dock. So basically, the Wii U was met with this whole idea of like one, it didn't have a lot of great games. Um, Nintendo, because of the success success with the accessibility of the Wii, you know, oh gosh, it's this fun, casual, like family experience. A lot of people like myself, like I owned a PS3 uh, and then also got a Wii. It was the other thing we played with like family and stuff like that, right? And then the Wii U came out. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, oh, that's just another like Wii thing. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't need that or want that. Um, of course, the Wii U came out and it bombed. <laughs> it was competing with the PS4 and Xbox uh Three, uh, Xbox One and everything like that. So sales tanked on it. And also because I did not know this, as the as a tablet, it had a tablet, it had a gamepad, you could not play it past 30 feet away from like the box. Yeah. Right? So you had, to, you, could, you could play it like around your house, but as soon as you were like, oh, I'm going to take it outside, it went, no, well, you're I not going to play me still, outside. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could still poop with it. You could still poop with it, but again, it, I, and I remember uh, we poo. <laughs> we, <laughs> I remember specifically people talking about Super Mario Maker, the original on the Wii U. It said it was laggy, like playing yeah. on the gamepad was very laggy. Um, so yeah, so it was very interesting. So moving on the to the Switch, uh, they were kind of like, well, we're Nintendo. We're gonna create a perif- like a device, kind of going back to the Wii, something very interesting and dynamic and accessible. What can we do? So they pulled an entire, like a team, the team that designed the DS, the team that designed the Wii, some of the people that designed the Wii U, and then a new team, and they mixed them all together and went, okay, let's figure out something we can do that will make it really fun for people to play, and fuck, we're not going to compete with like anyone else, we're just going to release this thing in March well, <laughs> of the year. The best thing they did, <laughs> the best thing they pulled from the Wii U, right. we already talked about, is that I can play Doom while pooping, correct, and then take it immediately to my TV right. with like no interruption, right? And there's a wonderful YouTube video about the interviewing the head of Nintendo and the head of the design team and things like that, talking about uh, the initial like patents and like uh, the things they were looking at. One of the first uh, uh, ideas they had was like imagine like the Pro controller or like a PS4 controller or something like that, and the the whole front was a screen. The entire front was a screen except for the buttons. So oh, yeah, and the joysticks were like coming out of the screen. That was the first like design for the for the switch. And then it kind of morphed into like, well, we want something you can like put on something and take it off. And then, you know, as a clumsy and blah blah blah. And then that morphed into like, oh, let's have controllers reminiscent of the Wii just like really switch down. And then something you can just take on and off the, a screen, and then bam, that's that's what it is. And of course it is like still holds the consecutive record for like yeah. an insane amount of, of sales and everything like that. Um, but the switch is a, is an amazing little device and the in, like engineering of it's insane. Like uh, for a while, people did not know uh, whenever you dock it, it will both power the machine 
the 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 console and submit HDMI to mm-hmm. the TV. And people were like, "How the fuck do you do that?" Thank like, you, USB C. Yeah, it, the people people at first were like, "We don't know how this works." So like, all the third party systems were like, "We don't know what." to do with this thing. Yeah. Like we can't make it another smaller dock. And they did eventually and things like that. But, but the ingenuity behind that is just fascinating, you know, and, and I would encourage anyone, if you don't own a Wii, own a Wii because they're wonderful little machines. And a Wii, uh, a switch. switch. I'm sorry. Well, Wii is, a Wii is also a wonderful machine too. It was but. fine. Wii bowling. I fucking love that game. Yeah. yeah. Wii bowling Tennis. is great. We, you know, Speaking of a switch, uh, there, you should get a switch. If you're listening to this show and you don't have one, you should get a switch okay. because in a while, I proposed oh, yeah. this to Vargas today, and I forgot to tell Brendan oh. before we started recording. Oh. I'm not going to do it on air, oh. but I will tell you afterwards. You're gonna propose, don't propose on air. <laughs> I would just say, I would just say it would be it would behoove you to get a switch if you are a fan of this show. Yeah, what you think you're better than mm-hmm. me? You want to prove it? You think you're better right. than us? Huh? And then yeah, and Fucking then walking here. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, but it was interesting. Uh, oh oh, uh, the 22 now 24 25 consecutive best-selling months that the switch had was started with the super smash brothers release yeah and then it was carried through uh with animal crossing and things like that so pokemon and pokemon all that stuff man it it was it's crazy and there's so many fun games to play and think back like uh, one of molly's good friends allison pal party allison um i was talking to her about getting a switch a while ago and she was like well what's on it and i was like animal crossing she goes oh my god i played hundreds of hours of Animal Crossing New Leaf on the DS. I was like, this is your game. Yeah. Like, you will love this thing. Can she you get a Switch? I think she did eventually, <gasps> yeah. She got her husband a PS5, so she's a great par- she pal. Has, is wonderful. she have Smash Bros? Uh, I don't know if she's into that or not. <laughs> Damn it. Especially the competitive Smash yeah, scene. Yeah, I was say, if she does, we wouldn't there. let her play you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a fun little little history lesson about the Switch and the Wii U and the Wii and everything. I appreciated it. Yeah, I found you. it uh, interesting and intriguing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And you presented it well. Not wow. just the information wow. itself, but you presented it great. Wow. Follow that up. Uh, <laughs> great. Yeah, um, what do you have to talk about, guy? Why are you guys so aggressive at me? Yeah, about- I'm walking <laughs> here still. Uh, so I've been watching um, a lot of, I don't know, like background movies, kind of. But I found myself uh, watching a lot of uh, like Hong Kong Kung Fu movies. Um, cause there's a lot of them on HBO max oh, and, sure. and on Netflix as well. And I would just like to interrupt you and say that the second beer goes down smoother. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. Now back to Hong Kong. Uh, that's a, that's a debate on tap stance. <laughs> yes. Second beer goes down second smoother. Beer goes down smoother. <laughs> Fuck PETA. Second beer goes down smoother. You talking about the bread? Nope. Oh, you're no, talking PETA about bread's the, fine. Oh, uh, that's yeah, the other yeah, stance. Yeah. Fuck PETA. Fuck Nazis. Yeah. yeah got yeah, it. Got yeah, it. Got yeah. it. Uh, so I watched uh, The Flying Guillotine last night, Ooh. which, okay, you guys are going to look at me and you're going to make fun of me because this is a very Vargas sounding. Let's get ready. We got a couple things. Can, Can we, we time out real fast? Warm up our looks. We got <laughs> stuff we got to talk about. All right. Me, 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 me. Okay. <laughs> Human Torch was the night of Bink alone. It's a movie about this, like, the emperor, there's two, these two guys he doesn't like, so he wants them assassinated, but he doesn't want people to find out that it was the emperor that assassinated mm-hmm. him, because then they wouldn't like the emperor. So he tasks one of his little, like, court guys, right. his, whatever, scientist, to make this new weapon, and the guy was like, well, I want, because the emperor was like, I, w- I want their heads. I want, I want to own their Guillotine heads. Guillotine their heads off their yeah. fucking body. But 
we can't just like bring them into guillotine their heads, right? So he invents the flying guillotine, and it's a little—it's a little like discus on a chain that they let like <laughs> flies onto their head, and then like this thing drops over their their whole head, and then it cuts their heads off, and then the guy pulls it back. Brendan's looking at the IMDb <laughs> just like tagline is yeah. an assassin trained in the use of a throwing weapon that can behead its victims from a distance. Questions the morality of his missions becomes a fugitive <laughs> hunted by his former comrades. Yeah, that's that what I'm sounds saying. incredible. So, uh, so yeah, uh, hold on. I got There's a really seedy alley down here. I got to take a turn down Vargas Alley because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the movie's down there. <laughs> so the scientist guy, yeah, he he's tasked with training these twelve dudes right. how to use his new weapon, the flying guillotine, and it. It's, it's just super fun. I don't know if you, it's one of those movies like if you don't take it too seriously and you just kind of go along for the right. ride. You know, it was made in whatever seventy seven. You're looking at the IMDb. It was 70, made in nineteen seventy five. Seventy five. So you know, it's not it's not the the greatest in terms of like effects and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. a, you know a foreign movie, so you've got all the weird dubbing and the sub. You know, all the words are wrong. You don't speak Cantonese. Fucking look yeah. at this dork over here. He doesn't speak Cantonese. He was telling me about this earlier, and he said, uh, "He said, yeah, it's about a, it's you know, it's a movie, and it's about a weapon called the flying guillotine." And I thought, I was like, "Oh, I thought I didn't know they named Jet Li. I gave him my nickname." Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jet Li flying around this bad boy. Uh, boy. What draws you to those? What do you think it is? Velocipaster, uh, flying guillotine. You said you watched another like Hong Kong like super cheese movie. Oh uh, yeah, uh, five uh, the five venoms. Which was way better than Flying Guillotine. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because sure. it's like five dudes that all have a special style, oh. you know, like Cobra Snake style, right. or like you know, Centipede Drunken, style. Drunken Master, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Drunken Master is so good. Drunken Master is a great, really good action <laughs> martial arts movie. The uh, the other Flying Guillotine, Jackie Chan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it about these strange but niche movies that draws you in? I I th- I think. So if you were to say one thing about these movies, right, it's that I, I love the idea of someone having like a singular vision because right. it's always like you look up these movies and there's always a dude and it's like this was his movie, right? Yes, like, right, right. Like U.A. Bull is like a huge, right? <laughs> He's a shitty filmmaker. Yes, right? but or he Ed, has. Ed Wood, has same thing. thing, right? <laughs> it's like these dudes have just such passion to make their thing. And I, I like. And they're not talented, but by God, they have a passion. That's what I mean. Right. Like you can tell that there's like a lot of heart in the movie, yeah. even if it's not a great movie. And I also like the idea of just it's mm-hmm. like a fun, weird thing. Like right. not, no one in Hollywood is going to be like, let's remake the Flying Guillotine. Right. Let's remake Troll Two. It's yeah. Like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. It's just, uh, I don't know. the The passion behind it, I think, is what is really intriguing to me. It's. Uh... I think that's why, like, yeah, like Troll Two is a really good example of like, yeah, these Italian filmmakers who had no idea what they, they didn't speak English, right. so they're like, fuck it, let's just make a movie. But all the people involved really were like, "Hey, we're making a movie, man! Yeah. Like this is awesome! Like, like the room, the, exactly. Right? The room is, is it, Tommy. You could say whatever you want about Tommy Wiseau, but Tommy Wiseau put his a hundred percent effort, yeah. into making whatever the room actually is. And yeah, it, but I hate it now because he's trying to lean into what it's not, and that's that's exactly. that is the sad thing about it is that he made what he thought was a black comedy drama, and whenever people went, "No, this is just funny as fuck," he went. At first was like, uh, oh, yes. that sucks. And then leaned into the bit of like, 
Oh yeah, because did you ever watch that uh, the Hulu show he put out? No, <laughs> don't watch it because it is because that's when he tried aggressively bad. Yeah, he tried. That's whatever to lean he was in. leaning heavily into the bit of like I'm gonna make it's a it's a show about like roommates in like a hotel or something or people that live in like a hotel or apartment building, and it is aggressively bad. Like it's See, and that's it makes I mean, no like, sense. It's so bad, and it's like it does not have the charm or the yeah. passion of like the room. You know? Yeah, and then, it's, yeah, it's that's so what I mean. It's so that you know, there's also this like. Kind of a, it's not even a show, subgenre of comic book, but like right. you can tell when a writer is also the artist of a comic book, right. and it's like, oh, this is somebody's singular vision mm-hmm. about what this project should be. Right. You kind of get that same feeling with these like weird, I don't know, Hong Kong, the niche movies, whatever the, right. the weird movies that like come out. Like, well, especially like I call them Vargas movies. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Well, I think like even extrapolated out from like yes, those weird niche like 70s, 80s like Hong Kong martial arts movies, and then like swinging back to like the 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 Thai like martial arts movies, like with yeah. the Protector and all those movies. Yeah, Ong Bak, uh, Ong Bak, like yeah. those, like Tony Jaa, who was like he was like I'm a super passionate. I have a great st- martial arts team, stunt team. Yeah, like let's make these like awesome fun movies. The raid, yes. same thing, right? Like those like, those type yeah. of movies, yeah. And 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 I, I love how it's swung back. Like we get those swings of like, yeah, yes, yeah. you have the flying guillotine, which is just goofy fun cheesiness. But then you have these fun like martial like legitimately great martial arts movies. Yeah, and 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 I think that's like a really fun like study about like all these movies and. Like, what is the reason we love these movies and watch them right religiously? <laughs> like with the raid, I I remember watching that, and it it what it seems like is it has a director that knows what they're doing, right? But that listens to the person whose vision it is, yeah. Right. So it'd be like if Tommy Wiseau had a director and was like, <laughs> I, I want it to be that. this way, and the director's like, I can get it there, <laughs> right? But not how you're saying it, yeah. <laughs> Or like, you know, John Wick was kind of that same way. Oh, 100%. Like the dude that, who directed it and wrote it too, maybe, mm-hmm. whatever. He was like a stunt guy. Right. That was his whole thing. And he's like, I'm going to make this badass gun kung fu movie. Right. Make it go. Like, what's yep. the plot? Oh, somebody kills a dog or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Cue the next action Like, who cares? Scene. Like, it's about this guy, this ultimate assassin. Like, go. Yeah. And then each movie has subsequently gotten better and crazier. But again, that's, that's a passion project of a, a group of talented stuntmen yeah. who were like... And then Keanu Reeves, like he was like, "Fuck yeah, this is yeah, awesome! Yeah, like, exactly. right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get really good at shooting guns and doing like all my stuff." And and yeah, hearing like, excuse me, <laughs> this beer. Well, hippie chick, know, coming back up to say hello. If you ever, uh, if you own the John Wick uh, movies, or you can search on YouTube, look at the stuntmen or the you know the the actors involved in the John Wick movies. Talk about Keanu Reeves loving every second of filming those movies. Yeah. And it, it's just like you could see the passion like among everybody involved in those movies. And that's, yeah. That's awesome. And I, so to circle back to your initial question. Oh, yeah. I asked a question an hour ago. We're, we're getting there. We're answering it. <laughs> I just I just like the idea of somebody having like an idea that they're really, right. they're really in love with and seeing seeing that thought through to fruition, yeah. I think is very cool. That's a, per- that's a perfectly fine reason. I was just legitimately yeah. curious. I hope why. that answers your question, butthead. You know, I, Iron Sky is another one, right? Like that immediately comes to mind, right? Like yeah. Nazis on the Moon, make it's make a movie about it. Fucking crazy, yeah. Or Kung Fury. But that right? was a good. But that's a legit good yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes they end up good, but like, tell me that's not like a passion project that could have yeah. gone super. It's poorly. basically yeah. It's just whether the person with passion has talent. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. To get it across. Yeah, yeah. So, or can you surround yourself with the people that have the talent? Yes, that's the. That's what the, all the crazy CEOs say. That's right. They're the dumbest person in the room because they just know how to surround <laughs> themselves with all the smart, talented people. So, yeah. so we just need that smart guy in our room yeah. here. Yeah, yeah that and knows how to use will, us. Yes, yeah, to really get our talent up though, right up there. Well, no, the talent's there. Oh, I'm sorry, the passion the, is the here. Passion, passion is here. The talent's here. We just need the intelligence. It's <laughs> gone. Correct. Because right now it's Bella, and not to her discredit, but. She licks her own butthole. She's a dog. And she's asleep on the floor. So what do you need to do? We're putting our, our best audience member to sleep. What a good episode that was. Uh, if, if you're not asleep and you want to tell us uh, what your best feat of athleticism is, if you owned a Wii U, or if you also watched Flying Guillotine. Yeah. How far do you think Brian can pull a one and a half ton truck? One, yeah, and, one and a half let's meters. Let's get this whole thing started. One and a half meters. Yeah. Well, you guys can discuss it on Twitter without me. Well, rejoin also, Twitter. Well, just send me those those Highland pictures. Yeah, I'll send you those. Uh, you can send us those pictures at debatesonfans <laughs> at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Debates on Tap. You can find us on Instagram at Debates on Pictures. Uh, you know, every Monday we got new content for you. I believe Brennan and I are. Oh. are I be, well, I said I believe Brennan and I are. And then I burped. Yeah, and I, I was distracted looking at the calendar. So I said, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just heard Brendan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I believe we're going to do, uh, we're going to try to do, do not hold us to this. We are going to try Please, to do God, a pre-draft uh, little special for you for the NFL show. Brought well, to you, you by the Bates need, on Tap. If you guys need any tips, yeah. maybe contact <laughs> well, our salary, last year's our, winner. Uh, <laughs> did you win? Yeah, he won the fantasy football. Oh, I forgot he won the year that Better didn't luck count. next year. Won, he, yeah. Doesn't count. Yeah, no money on the table because of COVID. It counts. It's a COVID, uh, COVID it asterisk. It counts twice because I couldn't leave my house. What? To get right, right. tips or something. It counts twice. <laughs> Just move past it. Okay. We're not uh, talking about fantasy drive. We're talking about the NFL draft. Yes. On, uh, on the NFL show, we will be talking about the, the real upcoming draft in April. Um, you know, give us give us some love because we love you. So subscribe to us, you know, if you can. Check out Grind Coffee Company. That's right. Dot com. And don't forget about HopeClothingKC.com. Get get some uh, new shirts for when you spill the grind coffee on your old shirts. <laughs> you fool. You silly, <laughs> silly, beautiful fool. You've gone too far. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>